When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, welcome to the Newcastle Natter. My name is Fergus Craig. I'm joined today by uh, Premier League standard comedy writer Paul Doolan. Hello. And Premier League standard genuine actual Geordie Dave Watson. Hello. Hi. Um, We've won a trophy. We've won three. We're a trophy winning club. Hang on, have we won the treble before Chelsea did? We have won the treble. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Finally. Seriously, the trophy cabinet is uh, about to be opened for the first time since 1969 <laughs> because Newcastle United have picked up three awards at the um, official match day program uh, award ceremony. Um, this is, uh, well, it's actually not just, it's not for all the whole of Britain. It's just for Northern... It's called the Northern Program, Program Club. So it's basically us and Sunderland and Carlisle. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe. I don't know where the North starts for the Northern Program Club. But we've won Most Improved Program. Well, it's easy to do that if it was <laughs> shit the year before. Best Cover Design and Editor of the Year, so... Don't they well farm, like, I'm not 100% sure, but I'm, I, I thought I saw that they farm out the, the cover design to local artists, which is a nice thing to do. Yes. But if they're taking credit for it instead of saying, well, actually, it was the, the guys what did the drawings. To be fair, in the 15-minute acceptance speech, <laughs> got quite emotional at the awards. I think they did give a lot of credit. Did, did they not get played off by a local played, hero? They played yeah. off 14 minutes in. <laughs> but Dave, you're organising the Open Top Bus Tour. Yes, right? yes, I've got that completely sorted. Uh, all we've got to do is um, tug off uh, old Frank's husband and uh, we're away. Cool. I'm not sure I'd entirely got that joke, but I'm cool with it. <laughs> um, let's, uh, let's talk about something far, far less important. We got three points hey. against Aston Villa. Paul, did you watch the game? I did. I watched it on a stream at home. As yeah. in, not a, a physical water stream. Of course but not. Yeah. Did you enjoy it? I did. I, I feel a bit bad for enjoying it now because all I've heard and read about it since is we were shit and it was a terrible game. But I thought there was... I found quite a few positives. Yeah. I, th- I think I'm alone in finding them. I think there are some positives. I thought the 4 the, the primary one being that we won the game. Yeah. I mean, Villa could have scored. I think if we'd been playing any other team, they probably would have scored. But this is us changing to a formation I don't think we've played all season. Like as, as universal as four four two is, and you kind of think everyone should be able to play it, you have to think they've been trained in a different system all year mm. and looked to sort of be comfortable with it. I think if our wingers had been a little bit more composed, we'd have made a few more chances. Yeah, but and I, I just thought compared to every game we've had recently, because we had two up front who were, for the first half hour especially, chasing the ball down... We were stopping Villa, well, 
it's not hard to stop Villa playing football, <laughs> but we were kind of, we were at least pressuring them a bit in a way that I don't think we have when we just have Cissé or Perez up front on his own. I thought we had a bit more pep about us. Yeah. I mean, if yeah. you're going to choose a team to to up the pep against, Villa would be the easiest one oh, there's a, in the there's league a perfect to do that team to, yeah, yeah, they're the perfect team to face for us right now because they're not... They're just not very good. I mean, you look at it's a it's a standard of the Aston Villa team that when you when you look at their team sheet, you have to Google half the players because you never heard them of them before. I that, would like Agbon the horse bollocks. He's quick, but he's. But I don't know why they didn't try and use his pace against us because it has worked in the past. That's he looks good, spent. I think that's a Agbon good uh, comparison. But uh, Agbon the and Darius Vazell. Yeah, just yeah. To, 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 decent good. raw talent, but. I thought it was quite, Didn't we play quite a deep line, though. Like our defensive, yeah. Because with Colaccini, he's not quick anymore. And Mike the Panther Williamson <laughs> isn't renowned for his speed. No, no. But I thought as well, Villa were just depressing in the way they approached it. It was a l- anytime anybody got the ball and had a bit of space, it was just get it to Benteke, which well, looked I, like it could have worked. I would suggest that um, for anyone uh, listening to this who is a Newcastle fan, which I assume is pretty much all of you. Um, if you're looking for a club that is more depressing to support at the moment right now, <laughs> it would be Aston Villa. It's hard to argue against. Yeah. I mean, you could you could maybe say Sunderland um, because not only are they, uh, uh, you know, they're, they're about to going down, but it's that's where they are every single fucking season. At least with Aston Villa, there's occasionally the, the hope that they'll get into the, the top half or something but I don't think Sunderland Aston Villa and Hope so go together anymore though <laughs> but Aston, Aston Villa I, I would put club. in that although they can't consistently sell as many tickets as us I would think that they're in that group in the same group as club of clubs as us I would suggest oh like, uh, uh, it's like, like Spurs uh, Everton I would go yeah, yeah. Spurs yeah. Everton us Villa you know the, the also runs the when did they last also run, though? That's John the Gregory era. Is the well, Martin O'Neill got them going a bit, didn't he? But that, when was, have they been in the U- They were in, in Europe, Europe when they had uh, Angel up front. They were in the UEFA Cup. I've got a good friend was who's that a this Villa century? fan. That was this century, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But, yeah, they're, they're, they're a terrible... And what's worse is that the... Um, the the football they play is bland. The, their ambitions are bland. The the people who f- who phone in to talk sport and everything else to complain about them are boring. Their the, accent is bland. Their accent is bland. If they were if they were a band, they'd be Coldplay. If they were a colour, <laughs> they'd be beige. If they were a flavour of ice cream, it'd be vanilla. If they were a flavour of pizza, they'd be margarita. They're just boring. I'm not going to miss them if they go down, but no. I will be glad to see the back of them. Ironically, they're the club that sent us down. They are, which is partly why I'm so glad that we we beaten them. Um, we beat them a couple of times, but it's just I, I I'll not forget that because they didn't act like you know you were just saying that they're they're one of the bigger clubs. They're one of the bigger clubs in England, and therefore they're one of the bigger clubs in the world. They've got great history. They've got great. Um, they've got a decent size. Won the European base. Cup, Dave. Apparently so. In they, the eighties, they not never that mentioned long ago. that. Um, the way they carried on at that game was embarrassing. Like when we put Cardiff down, we didn't care. We didn't yeah. care. There was nobody, there was, you know, chances. Were you at that game? I, I wasn't, but a friend was. Mm. And uh, they were saying, you know, there were chance of, you know, you're going down, you're going down and all the rest of it. But when the final whistle went, 
Nobody cared. Nobody was... The way Villa celebrated when they put us down was as if they just won the cup. It, they, the, only te- the only fans who celebrated harder were the Sunderland fans. And there's a great photograph of them bathed in sunlight, celebrating like mad. Genuinely, two guys in the foreground weeping into each other's arms because they're that happy that we went down. <laughs> that was Sunderland. Fans. That was the Mackhams, yeah. Yes. Um, so Aston Villa can disappear down to League Two <laughs> for all I care. They are. They have behaved like a small club for a while now. Yeah. And I think it's. Well, it would be I'd, nice I'd, just for Stan Collymore. I would say they get relegated. Yes. <laughs> oh, good we've point. all had enough good of point. him. Good yeah. point. I think um, they are a candidate for a club who could spiral. Now yeah. that yeah. old Randy Bollocks is um, losing interest. Yeah. Um, I'd like to talk about the game itself a little bit more. Sure. Um, there was another um, uh, Jan Mart Cisse combination. Yeah. Um, he's, we've got he's someone who can cross the ball. He's such a good fullback. I think. Is, Jan Mart, is, yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, but has he got? Um, the most assists for a defender. He's got the second most assists for a defender in uh, the top five leagues in Europe. Leighton wow. Baines, number one. Yeah. He's got six well, assists this season. Yeah, That's um, not bad company to be in. Uh, no. Uh, I seem to... We have no problem getting classy right-backs yeah. at the moment and replacing them. Well, this is why we found it so hard to think of a bad right-back. We had to go back years and yeah. it was and even then it was arguably it was like Stephen Carr who at most clubs he's played for he's been well liked because looking back know, on that mm. I think we cocked that up I think maybe Paul was right and we should have gone for James Perch but never mind um, so uh, Abid sorry you know that's just an opinion throwing it in <laughs> yeah, there no, got to let these things go Abid started love him looked uh, tidy I thought he was very good. Here's the thing. I've got a fact on Abid. Go on then. Which I think is a pretty spectacular fact. Uh, he started seven games for us this season. We've won six of them and drawn one. Ah, it's because he's doing the job that Teote should do. Right. Explain is, to me what that job is, Dave. Sure. Well, Teote is supposed to break up the play and very, very quickly put it back in the put put the ball in the possession of somebody who's gifted attacking. Mm. So what Abade's doing is that, but he's not getting the stupid yellow cards. He's picking up a few, but he's he's not getting the stupid ones. And he's more likely to put the ball. He's more likely to choose the right person to pass it to. So he's more likely to pick out. Uh, currently, he's more likely to pick out uh, Jan Mat on the right on the right hand side of the pitch than he is to pass it to the de facto. Oh, if Teoto was playing, he'd give it straight to Cabela, wherever mm. Cabela was. It's just oh well, he's the he's the guy. I think Abade's a cleverer footballer than Teote. I, I massively rate him. I think if we yeah. can hold on to him, we've got a good... So it's a bade rather than a bead? Oh, I just call him a bade because... Okay, I'll go with that. I call him Abied. Yeah, Abied. Medid. Let's call him Medi. But Medi. He, he does everything tidily as well. You don't necessarily notice him too much. He's not going to play amazing long balls over the top, but he'll, like I say, he'll break up play and he'll distribute it to somebody who can actually do something with mm. it. Well, this would be my point about Medi, would be that he's a player who I just simply do not notice and, um, and, and, and therefore have not really noticed his talent. But the facts are hard to dis- mm. dispute. It's like uh, years ago, m- not on the same level at all, 
but when people used to go on and on about what a great player Roy Keane is, and I have no doubt that that was true, but he was one of those players who, as someone who I guess doesn't know uh, as much about football as someone who presents a foot cup, uh, a football podcast, a should, footcast, a footcast, should I? It's the sort of player who I didn't notice being brilliant consistently. Yeah, or someone like Makaleli or whatever. Yeah, because a lot those of those sort of players yeah. who just sort of uh, tidy and clean things up. They're not going to end up on the highlights reel. Exactly, yeah, yeah, you yeah. don't want them to. Whereas Teote of late and Anita do end up on match of the day for the wrong for howlers. That is true. Yeah. Well, if you consider that Anita is a, a Dutch international, he's um, how though he's how did that happen? Uh, you know, he's got he's got few caps he's uh, played it for, for big clubs and then there's this young lad who's now 100% ahead of him in the pecking order mm. and I, I love Abed I think he's going to be uh, he's going to be class I, I can't talk about him highly enough I'm glad to see that he's, he's knocked it on the head with all the, the long range shots mm. uh, which the St James's Park crowd is guilty of encouraging anybody 30 yards out which well, well, any football crowd yeah, does that don't they it's fucking stupid well it's um uh, well, well done, Medi, and um, I hope that uh, I don't want to get negative, but I hope as a club we do not ruin him. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think this. I think any promising young players we get now, we should just send to Panathinaikos for a year. Seems right. to have worked yeah, yeah, to yeah. make them into yeah. better footballers than we can. It's or podcasts. F- any promising <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Panathinaikos. That sounds good. Um, uh, Obertan, um, I, I think he's worth a mention in yeah. this game. He, he, because uh, my what I noticed about Obertan is he, he just, in a weird way, he looks so good. He looks so mm. talented. <laughs> there was that one chance where he he had a great opportunity. He was almost one on one. He was he? almost one on one. He had a great opportunity, and he approaching it everything that he was doing physically looked perfectly correct and it looked and the, what you knew was that it was Gabriel Obertown and there was no way that this was going to end yeah. in a goal but everything you were seeing told you otherwise it looks right but yeah. he's he's so frustrating with his end product there were so many times at the weekend where he'd he'd be in a great position to cross yeah. yes. nobody near him and wouldn't even try he'd try yeah. and He'd try and cut inside a defender that wasn't there yeah. to then come face to face with a fullback for no reason. You just like if Yanmar showed anything, it's if you do cross it in just into the box, Cisse can get on the end of it. Yeah, I think it's like we've got a talent mirror down the middle of the pitch because what Obertan's doing with with skill to get to pass somebody, and he looks like he knows what he's doing. And when to get to the end end point and put the cross in or, or fail to, mm. Sammy Amiobi's on the other side, stumbling and fumbling <laughs> and somehow managing to do it backwards yeah. and get the but put in a decent cross. And it's I can't understand how he's doing it because Sammy Amiobi's not well, damning him, but I don't think he's as good as Obertan, and I think Obertan's shit. Are you saying I if we think- combined them into one super Oberobi? 
player <laughs> that could work. There's no, someone what? who can beat a man and <laughs> trust it. Obertan <laughs> with Sammy's brain? I don't know. Oh, I don't, no. know I don't think either of them are very position, clever. No. But I just think that um, Sammy seems to have the same fortune that his older brother had, which is he, he can take a, uh, the ball past two or three players because they can't predict which part of which limb mm. it's going to bounce off. And he seems to just be able to collect it quicker than they can. But occasionally, well, that, Sammy can look amazing, but there's times where he really yeah. reminds you of Lua Lua, where you're yeah. like, he just yeah. beat somebody, but you know they and he don't know how he did it. <laughs> it just happened. Well, that sort of quite nicely brings us on to Jonas, because uh, I always felt that Jonas had a thing where he always looked like he was about to lose the ball, but somehow yeah. managed to keep it. Yeah. And... Um, Great to see him on the bench again. I think it did a lot of good for the crowd. I don't know how cynical mm. it was having him on the bench, whether it was ever a chance. There are rumours. But yeah. it is... He seems... I mean, does everybody know back into the, the fold? Yes, Dave, go on. Tell us what the rumour is. So there's, uh, the rumour is that if he plays... Uh, there's two. There's either if he plays one more game or if he plays eight more games, mm. uh, we have to extend his contract. He's got a clause in the contract. And obviously... He's getting on a bit, and he's not as good as he once was, so Newcastle United don't want to do that. Which is understandable. understandable. Totally understandable. Mm. If, you, if you remove his, um, his, his terrible, terrible luck and his terrible, like the, the struggle that he's been through, mm. and if you do it on a purely objective, you know, yeah. should, is that player good enough to play for us? for any length of time the answer is probably be no nice to see. I'd love to see him I'd love to see him in a black and white shirt because uh, I've he heard just comes the on. eight game rumour yeah. before the one thing I would say against the one game rumour is I don't think he'd even be allowed on the bench the, like, if you look at the cup games where selections clearly coming down from above if you can't even select these players I don't think even the chance of him coming on would be yeah. allowed. I, I don't know if, if naming him in the first de- team squad counts as... Oh, no, but I, I mean, even the chance, the I think even the chance of him coming on the pitch. Yeah, no, no, I no. don't think Carver would be allowed that level of... Well, no, the rumour is that it was you, done for a sort say. of uh, morale boost to the club and the fans. But I, d- I think he seems quite happy to be involved back involved yeah. with the squad I think I think he'll um, he'll get a game before the end of the season I really I hope so, so. I really sure really will. hope so I wouldn't be I was surprised a bit disappointed he didn't night. come on instead of Goufran oh Jesus um, but I just yeah. want to really really quickly before we leave the game I want to say uh, hopefully though it was for Riviera I thought he played mm. he thought he played well he's a, he's a presence up front he hasn't found his feet in, in English football yet not really but been I think given a chance to do so I think mm. there's the green shoots there I really do. Right, I think okay. that he's, he's he big, could be a he's good donkey worker in a partnership. Yeah. I think, and he scored a decent goal against Crystal Palace in the cup. Yeah. Um, I think he. We were there, weren't we, Paul? He got. Did he get two in that? Did he get a penalty as yeah. well? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, carry on, Dave. Uh, but yeah, that that was pretty much it. I just uh, there's 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 the green shoots, which is positive going into next season. Where yeah, I thought it was interesting to see uh, Luke De Jong, the. Uh, the Riviera of last season. Did you see his interview last week? No. He spoke think, well of the club. But. Yeah, he spoke well of the club, but he was saying he was being played kind of as a number 10 rather than a striker. And mm. it looked a bit at the weekend like Riviera was going through the same a bit. Yeah. Whereas, even though we were 4-4-2, it was kind of 4-4-1-1 a lot of the yeah. time. But I, I, th- I think... Um, but I think, like you say, it was promising to see Riviera. Even he, though he didn't score, he looks... He looks... 
half decent, which is better than what we've had a lot of the time. And um, Cissé. Cissé got another Done goal. Done it again. Yeah. Best, Done it again. Best goals to minute ratio in the Premier League. Most efficient striker in the Premier League. He's, he's un- crazy. And sort of unnoticed, really. If you think of the amount of chances he gets as well, which is not many. No. It's doubly impressive. He's a lethal striker. He goes through patches of bad form. Yeah, but yeah. I think I think it benefited him uh, last game that he was he was he wasn't having to do all of the the donkey work. Yeah, like you were saying. I think I think because Rivier's there doing a lit, even if he's only doing you know fifty percent of it, it just frees him up. And the the way he took the goal seemed to me to be uh, that was a goal from a guy who's who's growing in confidence. It's yeah, like he it was a he instead of trying to sw- swing his boot at it first time. He took the he, he took the time just to let it strike him and kill the ball dead, take the shot quickly, and it was yeah. I, I really enjoyed seeing him dash over to Jonas Gutierrez as soon as yeah, he scored. That, that was, was nice. yeah, that was really that was nice. a nice touch. I like I, I really like Papi Cisse. I think he does. I think love we all such love a nice Cissé, guy. Yeah. Um, and um, having said all of that about the game, and <laughs> it's it's great to to get the victory. I thought it was boring as fuck. <laughs> I fell asleep whilst watching the game on a stream and was woken up by Cissé. <laughs> was it the old woman from the uh, the game back then? Cissé. <laughs> I I, I, was I disagree. Like, I know, yeah. like I said before, I know I'm in the minority, but I like the first half especially. I was like, okay, we've got a different shape. We're trying different things, and it's it seems to be. There were a few moments in the first half where there'd be sort of somebody out on the wing and you'd see three or four black and white shirts in the box for the first time this season. Like we had midfielders getting forward and we looked like we wanted to score. Well, there was definitely just, a lot more. I just, I think my, my, my standards have been lowered so much. It was, just much a, very, by it was this a very team. traditional, it was, and, and this will bring us on to something that you might want to talk about, Dave. It was a very traditional um, British game. I thought in terms of four four two versus four four two, John Carver versus Tim Sherwood. Uh, who's a fucking fraud? <laughs> Tim Sherwood is just a—he's a Cockney John Carver. He—he he was turning down jobs left, right, and centre uh, because they weren't big enough for him. Yeah. He was turning down the Norwich job. He was turning down the Palace job. He was turning down the West Brom job because he thinks he deserves. A big job and I'm sorry he's done nothing to prove it and the he should like a team with like Aston Villa where you've got some you've got some good players like Guzan um, Vla you've got um, you know I, I, I slated him before but Bonlahor's quick and you can you Benteke can, Benteke's yeah Benteke's a good player Delft's been playing alright in parts this season you've got the, the raw ingredients there that maybe they just need a bit of confidence and maybe they just need a bit of you know somebody to G them up and given the guy's got no tactical awareness and he's a bit of a young man Harry Redknapp his only skill is do. building confidence from what and yet he can't do it and he's not getting anything from them and he'll be the reason that they go down in as much as uh, you know Harry Redknapp is the reason that QPR and is are in as much trouble as they as and Paul Smith <laughs> and Paul Smith. I just, Jesus, I just, I think he's a, and he just looks like a twat. I, I can't stand the guy. I Seems really, like one of. I'm pretty sure he's one of Thatcher's children. 
He's a real, <laughs> he's a real, he's a real Thatcher guy, isn't he? He's like, yeah. um, he's Essex I, man. Is he? Is he from Essex? Because no, he definitely he's, seems like Essex oh, he man. He might be actually. I don't know. If he wasn't a football manager, which he's not. If he wasn't like working as a football manager, he'd own the local bar or something and think he's the. Billy Big Bollocks because he oh, I just I hate the guy loves a Chardonnay yeah yeah there's yeah. something creepy about him I think if you found out your sister was going out with him you'd be mortified oh f- <laughs> yeah yeah uh, I can't and to put it in context look at what he's done at Aston Villa nothing not he's not been there that long I mean I agree yeah, I don't with you, you I don't like the guy I, I, I would say if Aston Villa had pulled in uh, a different manager if they'd gone for I don't know if, they, if they've been able to convince the the players, the, the managers that turned us down because they want to control over the, the the transfer dealings and stuff like that. People like Steve McLaren, people like mm. um, Eddie Howe or someone like that who might want the the control of it. If they'd gone for them, Aston Villa would stay up. Well, I think they thought that they got in a motivator who did do what looked like some top notch motivating. When he first came in at Spurs, I think he just he's PR'd himself into that job, and yeah, he's very good at spinning got, himself. Yeah, yeah. and he, he'll. I'd like to see him try from the Championship, which is where he'll probably be next year. He's going to be Phil Brown. Yeah, that's a good that's call. A good that was a really good call. <laughs> um, Less orange, but yeah. Uh, well, give him time. Yeah. <laughs> Something else uh, to talk about. I don't know if either of you saw much of the day on Saturday night. I didn't, but I heard about this. But carry uh, on. Hullet and Shearer <laughs> were together, not for the first time <laughs> as pundits. I think it's funny where their careers have ended up. Yeah. They have to see each other quite regularly now. They seem comfortable with that, though. They do. They both think... I think, I think Hullet's quite happy for the job, and I think Shearer and Hullet's clearly... A, I mean, they're both arrogant men. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But... Uh, Shearer feels very confident that he sort of won that battle. Yeah. Uh, there was a nice little dig, I thought. Did you see it? Yeah, yeah. It was. I, I can't remember exactly the words. Did, Can you explain to me? Cause I, I've read about okay. it. But the dig was, it, it was, um, Shearer said that... Uh, they were talking about we're talking, Falco. They were talking about Falco. <laughs> they were talking uh, about Falco, the German singer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were talking about... One for the kids. Falcao and Shearer said that at one point in his career he was going through a difficult time and he had a manager who didn't believe in him and then like gave a little comedy look to Hullet and said and then Bobby Robson came in and told him that you know that he needs to be making more forward runs rather Mm. than having his back to the defenders and uh, it was a nice nice little dig all those years on 15 years later or whatever it is yeah nice little victory Let's hope Falcao wasn't getting... watching ahead of tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, to show Good yeah. point, because um, it was, seemed like good advice. Yeah. Have you seen Alan Shearer's getting a statue? Yes, I have. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Freddie Shepard's um, holding company or whatever, whatever he's, however he's laundering his money, uh, they're paying for it, which is because Ashley wouldn't, obviously. But I'm, I think it's... Statues are a dodgy thing. You can get some brilliant statues that look amazing, and you can get some statues that look awful. Like talk really. to any Fulham fan, Ex- <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. At least it's for someone who's a record goal scorer. Yeah, I, th- I think it's yeah. And it looks like the picture I saw. It looks oh, like seen? Alan Shearer. It does. Which for a statue to look like the person it's meant to be, in my mind, makes it one of the better ones. Um, Everyone I've seen looks nothing like when the I was. 
believe it or not, despite my accent, I lived in Newcastle till I was 13. Moved to Essex, lost the accent. Sorry, guys. Um, but I remember when the Jackie Milburn st- statue was, uh, was erected and standing next to two old... Geordie blokes complaining about the statue. It looks nothing like him. <laughs> he, w- he wasn't. He, wa- he, w- he wasn't all bumpy like that because the statue was kind of like this kind of. Uh, you know, there was. And he certainly wasn't that bronze color like. No, exactly. <laughs> He's been I'm sure he used to move more. <laughs> um, but yeah, Shearer was also in the Telegraph this week. Um, talking about the lack of ambition at the club he made some very good points he did yeah. I think that it'd be very hard to disagree with a lot of stuff about us which we've talked about a lot about us not putting any effort into the cup competitions yeah but I, th- I think his what he said was simply what we've all been saying for yeah for f- every podcast yeah like, yeah it does feel like we we repeat ourselves but I think the argument um the argument could be that Mike Ashley is fully aware that, uh, that long-term you have to show ambition and all the rest of it. But in this period between, um, between getting pr- right, returning to the Premier League and actually aiming to win things, there has to be a really solid foundation. And he wanted to get all his ducks in a row and everything. And he didn't feel he could do that in one season. He didn't think that buying all these players in at once uh, in the same way as, say, I don't know, like uh, Spurs, Spurs did or anything like that. He, he feel, I'm not saying that is what he's doing. I'm saying that could be an argument. And now, I mean, next season, we're going to have uh, Kroll, Darlow, Janmark, uh, Lasell, Colacini, Hydara, uh, Domit, uh, uh, you've got Cabela, De Jong, Sissoko if he stays. I don't Bay, know we'll have Sissoko Cobalt, next season. Probably not. Um, up front, Perez, Cisse, Riviere, De Jong. We've got a decent spine there at the very least. If and you it love could be. Mike Ashley so much, why don't you marry <laughs> I still think that I w- he could have achieved this goal if he'd taken more risks yeah. early on. And I think that, I think his approach has been, well, I can do this, recoup all the money, and I can do, I can achieve what Southampton are aiming for with no risk. Like there with zero risk, but it's going to take me longer. There's a lot of doing the bare minimum now, which yeah. I'm amazed still, and it's sort of coming home even more this week that we didn't bring in any defenders in the window. Madness. Yes, that is something worth talking about. The season when we signed Sibierski on loan, you kind mm. of think at least that's trying to fill the gap. It's, it seems bizarre, the reluctance to even go that far. Well, that, the, what we feared might happen has come to fruition because Haidara was injured in the game on Saturday, came, ac- came off on a stretcher, um, yesterday the talk was that he was going to be fit for Man United today the talk is that he's not going to be fit I don't know what the talk will be by the time you listen to this um, but I think uh, 15th of March is the date he's meant to be back no no it's he's supposed to be back 4th of March which is obviously oh. tomorrow but he was so meant it'll to, be this is, be, the la- yeah. this is the latest he was meant to be back for Man United but it's changed. The yeah. latest quote from John Carver is Hadara has got a bit of fluid on the knee and has Can been... you do it in John Carver's voice, please? Okay. Hadara's got a bit of fluid on the knee. I want the job. And 
and has been for an injection. Uh, so this is the quote. So he almost certainly might not make it tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Clear that for me. <laughs> I wouldn't. To be like, frankly, I wouldn't risk him. So the talk. No, no neither did I. Ryan Taylor. Um, the talk is Ryan Taylor will cover at left back. It was nice to see him in the second half. Yeah. On Saturday, um, with his great uh, ability at set pieces, three shots on target. Yeah, wow. Yeah. I mean, the, most the, from, you know, 98 yeah, yards. Yeah, no, I, but I think... <laughs> three shots on target. I think considering the quality of the left-backs we've got anyway, I'd rather have Ryan Taylor in there for what he offers. Yeah, and, and not, reliable, not reliable as a regularly fit no. player. No. Threat from set pieces. And one interesting thing that I want to touch on dead quick is that um, apparently John Carver was worried who take the... Because the regu- all the regular set-piece takers are either injured or gone and he and he was like oh who's going to take them and one of the other coaches had to tell him oh Sammy can take corners and stuff and it's like do your job like you should know everybody at the club who's competent enough to do to be fair John Carver is is up at five every morning according to him really doing all the work eating steak bakes and sending his wife out for fish and chips yeah, I don't know. I'd love five know every morning to, because Beverly Hills 90210 is on gold. <laughs> um, well, he's. Uh, the, I don't know if Carver said him this himself. I think actually we've been a bit harsh to Carver in the past. We'd probably give him credit for changing a system where he didn't need to and getting a win. As ugly as it was. I think it's yeah, yeah. What the, what, thirty-five points. We're on thirty-five points. Yeah, yeah. we're surely safe now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're safe. I surely? think I think yeah. thirty-five might even be enough. If this maybe season. there's some awful, awful teams. There's some terrible. Just teams. one dead, dead quick. Like if we'd registered this one-nil win against like a, a club that's a better club than Aston Villa at the minute, like Everton. Well, no, Everton are doing shit as well. I'm trying to think like uh, Southampton. Mm. Like an ugly win, we'd be saying as as uh, Paul is, it was a good game. I think we we change how pleased we are with the performance, not the result, with the performance. Given who we played against, even okay. if the even if Villa, if Southampton had in this example, if Southampton had played as Villa did, which is a few threats, but they didn't take their chances mm. and they didn't make the the right pass at the right time or whatever, and we'd only scored one. I think we'd be saying, "Oh, it was a good performance. I'm I'm happy with the win." Whereas now we're Chelsea, saying, it's "Fucking Villa, I couldn't be bothered." If you look at the Chelsea defeat, where we played really well and lost, there was still a lot of sort of being Positives. pleased with how yeah, well yeah. we played. I think it's bearing in mind how miserable we've been uh, <laughs> the last few podcasts yeah uh, where do you think we are in the form table for 2015 I happen to know the answer to this guess is 14th 14th from Paul yeah I'd say mid table I'd say about 11th I did sort of set it up by yeah. saying we're 13th <sighs> but I thought it would be like you know I thought the way lower, the mood has been I thought we might be in the relegation zone when was the, the Pardew bounce? Was that the, the tail end of that bounce? was over Christmas? I don't know. So um, one thing I'd just like to talk about is that uh, it has been said that uh, we might get an out-of-contract defender. Won't uh, happen. No, I can't see it happen. Yeah, no, it would we'll cost see. money. We've got, and we've got like Curtis Good and stuff on the books. It'll be the same as... Um, okay. 
why we didn't sign a All right, but look, just humor me a bit here for a second. Yeah, okay. Because it was in all in all the press today that we're looking for an out of contract Constantly defender Constantly patsy we'll into Fleet Street um. and I've got a list now of out of contract uh, defenders here that are available top of that list left back Asua Koto he's a out good Premier League left back but yeah. we wouldn't pay his wages he'd be handy wouldn't he I mean but clearly no one else he's been out of contract since February 2nd no one else is offering him anything where was he last? Because he was QPR, QPR wasn't it? for a bit. Did he wasn't go? It? Did he go to Turkey or something? I don't know. You uh, probably went for a payday somewhere. Yeah. Centre back Joseph Yobo, thirty-four. He's, he, he's he's slower on the turn than Per Mertesacker now. I don't think. Yeah. I'd probably have him over Williamson. <laughs> <laughs> but I think there's a lot of. If you looked at the free transfer market, there's probably quite a few players who'd get into our team. Sean St. Ledger still available. Just looking at my own. To be honest, I'd rather give uh, I'd rather give a debut to to one yeah. of the kids. I'd Fancy another Dion, Marcel Dion. Marcel Dion. Yeah. Wow. The more flamboyant Dutch trio. <laughs> well, looks I like think we're at a stage Canadian Marcel Dion. Dutch. I think we're at a stage of the season where there is Almost definitely nothing to play Ooh, for now. We on. might as well stick now, hang kids on. in. Oh, I've just some, seen go. someone oh, who is out of contract and has been since July 1st, 2013. Is it on Gucci? But on, where uh, you? according to the transfer market... Is he is a, a former Newcastle Listen, <laughs> is according to <laughs> the transfer market, uh, his value is £660,000. Go on, take your guess. Does he have the same initials as a disease? Yes, he does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Titus Bramble <laughs> he's a coach at Ipswich Is well he? yeah him and Kieran Dyer uh, or like a youth team you, you should know, have you know drive the... coaches at Ipswich <laughs> like hell I would trust Titus yeah. Bramble in uh, yeah, behind the okay. wheels he couldn't park the bus when he was with us I don't think he could hey oh, okay guys 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 a <laughs> um, couple more things to talk about uh I don't know if you're all aware of this, but um, the War Jackie Award for Most Promising Academy Product has the winner has been announced for 2015. Aaron's Orlando Aaron's probably fair. I think yeah, he's looked decent. Yeah, fairly predictable. Apparently fit again in ten days. Mm. Supposedly, he said in an interview that he's got multiple hamstring problems, which. You do worry about how regularly he'll be fit, but then that kind of goes for half of our squad. He's that yes. kind of you know, rapid winger that you'd expect. To have, for him to have hamstring issues, they're exactly the kind of... Uh, that's the exact, mm-hmm. exactly the kind of position that would put it most at risk at snapping them again. So I'm just, gonna, I'm just looking at... This award has been going since 1998... I'm just going to go down through the years, through the players. We oh. don't have a lot of time left, so we can just... We've got Aaron's this year. Last year, Adam Armstrong. Should we rate them? In <laughs> just in a kind of like with a noise, maybe. Uh. Yeah, so Adam Armstrong. Uh. Yeah, we don't really know mm-hmm. yet. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, a noise. Maybe. No. <laughs> 2013, Sammy Abiobi. <laughs> uh. <laughs> First team player. First team player. Yeah. Uh, 2012. Remy Street. Uh, yeah. Yeah, gone now, really. 2011. Jack Anik. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did play in the first team. No one wanted it. Uh, 2010. Brad Inman. Uh, 
he's yeah. uh, he's carved out a career for himself though. Has he? Yeah. Has he? In is the he lower in leagues, football? but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, yeah. he's a salesman. Okay. No, yeah, he's a two thousand nine. Nile Ranger. <sighs> is he in jail? Ooh. Pending. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. It's Allegedly. always pending, isn't it? Yeah. Then, Good in the championship c- season for us. But what was, did something and probably know? for what that for the what the War Jackie Award rewards he probably did have the raw talent at that age absolutely yeah yeah Kazenga Luar Luar bit of a yeah. bit of a Brighton um, oh of course he was Brighton cult hero yeah comes yeah. off the bench scores a screamer but he can't play he's one of those players who can't play a 90 minute okay uh, it's tempting we could, probably can't sum all these up no entirely, I think Andy Carroll Probably oh. the biggest success down the years uh, that I can see on this award, certainly in terms of transfer. As a mm-hmm. very quick side note, would either of you have turned down the thirty-five million for Andy Carroll? No. No, probably no. Yeah. No. A 30, 35 million for one like half a good season in the Premier yeah. League is for someone who he was in the could top be Michael 10, Ricketts. That was one in the top ten most expensive transfers ever. Put it this way: Would you at Christmas have paid? 35 million for Harry Kane no no <laughs> if but Kenny Dalglish was still managing comparison. the team though yeah. I think that's he would good. in fact Harry Kane right now would probably go for like 50 million yeah. Yeah. it's ridiculous um, Matty Patterson Paul Huntington Martin Britton Peter Ramage <laughs> Stephen Taylor mm, yeah, Peter Ramage know. carved out an okay career, career at Palace yeah. up until recently Stephen Taylor Shola Amiobi love him Gary Caldwell Michael Chopra, where you can bet on him having a <laughs> And uh, Aaron Hughes. I'd say Aaron Hughes. Aaron Hughes is one of the lot. best out of that lot, yeah, but yeah, not yeah. for us. A lot of appearances. Um, oh, we should start wrapping up now. Um, it's, it's, there's a lot of talk going around about our, our latest figures aren't out quite yet. Maybe, Dave, you understand this properly. But um, there's talk that we're going to make this have, have this huge profit is that right yeah so the last taxi web predicted and there's some people at the club who are leaking figures of around about 30 million but um people who seem to know more about it than people at the club like uh swiss ramble and uh the guy who runs mike ashley's lies they are all saying club better estimate is between 50 and 60 now if we pull in a 60 million pound profit or 50 million pound profit in the tax year, is it is it optimistic? Um, looking into into the, the transfer window that's coming up in the summer, are we going to spend any of that, or are we just going to is Ashley going to downplay his debt? I don't know. Mm. But we're the nineteenth richest club on the planet. We've just recorded at the very least thirty million pound profit for the last tax year. Because that puts that, us ahead. The thing I was reading saying that puts us ahead of Arsenal comfortably on profit. Yeah, and possibly a few other Champions League teams. Well, yeah. We're, we're, but then the reason it puts us ahead of them on profit, I guess, is because they reinvest their money in players. Well, the standard point of view would be that it's just all there to line Mike Ashley's pockets and we're not going to spend any of it. But that's, he doesn't, the, that's, that's, that's one of the misconceptions, view. though, because it doesn't actually line his pockets. He, he uses the money to downplay the debt, or downpay the debt, rather, or... or um, it does go into the club somehow. It a lot of the. It's not like we're sitting. He's. It's not like he's selling Kabai for twenty million and then putting it all in his back pocket mm. and going spending it at Aspers. It's. It's. 
it's in the club and it's being used. I don't agree with it because I think you have to speculate to accumulate. But if if he's pulling in sixty million and he's got the TV money, which is going to be just a fortune, like ten million pound yeah. every televised game. Um, if we can start getting on the TV more by playing better football, if we pull in a better, <laughs> like an in, an interesting coach, we'll get on the foot on the TV. It more. lines his pockets in the way that because of the TV deal and making a profit, we're now he can now make a lot more money selling Newcastle than yeah. he could have before. Absolutely, it's like anyone who bought a house before any kind of property boom. You don't have to do anything to it for it to just go up. And I think he's and you know bought a club at the right time. And what Ashley's done is he's put the. Uh, I don't know. He's he's put cladding in the walls and he's and he's fixed the guttering and stuff like that. So but he's that, not decorated. No, to keep no, he's keeping it completely bare. You know what I think it says? I think it says in, on an optimistic note that any any day now, any any <laughs> any season now, things could be looking up again. We're not we're not doing a Leeds. I mean, who knows mm. how it, this is? This little story is going to end, but it is. At least, at least there's there's the hope that we're not fucked, and if yeah, someone yeah. else comes in with some ambition, perfect. Just to just to draw it in a nice little circle, bring it back. Look at Aston Villa. Look at how much money exactly, Randy Lerner yeah. spent. Mm-hmm. Look at how much ambition in inverted commas they show. How much, and they're they're in a far worse state than we are, and they've won exactly the same amount as we have. Yeah. Even and then, they couldn't fill their stadium. Though they don't fill the stadium, the football's dire. The manager's an idiot. The yeah, I think if we get in Remy Gard and a like a conservative number of new players, like we spent thirty-seven million last season, yeah. and it was it was encouraging and it was optimistic. And then you've got to bear in mind, like we missed CM De Jong for the entire season. We've missed um, like Facundo Ferreira, or however you pronounce his name, for the entire season. And key players haven't played well, and blah 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 blah. I think there's reasons to be cheerful, really do. I think there are, but I think with the players we seem to sign, I can't imagine there being a season where we ever get all of them at the same time. I don't <laughs> know if we'll do, ever does see does our best club, eleven. Does any club? I th- to be think, fair, I think they did. Well, Chelsea seem to be the annoying exception. Do Chelsea have a best eleven or a best twenty-eight? It's ridiculous. And without it. wishing to lick Mike Ashley's bot bot too much, yeah. Um, you look at the sort of clubs that when we all say, why can't we do a Wigan? Why can't we do a Wigan and get to the final of uh, the Cup the, or whatever? The, these guys they're about so- to go down to League One now. Yeah. And then, yeah. or Portsmouth on I, the FA Cup there. I mean, where the fuck are they now? I don't even know. Portsmouth? Uh, they're League, League, League Two, two aren't they? League Two. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I think the problem with that is though the decisions that were made for Newcastle not to try in the Cups were based on a period where about three different teams had gone down within the same season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that That's a poor comparison, really, because we should have better ambitions than Wigan and Portsmouth. Um, okay. Was there anything else I wanted to talk about? I think there was. The Carling Cup was won by Chelsea. On that note, it, it did make me think, wouldn't it have been nice to have a go at the Carling Cup? The fact that Mourinho seems so happy to win that cup that mm. we seem to care so little about. Yeah, yeah. Um, although it's not called the Carling Cup, it's called the Capital One Cup. And a little observation that I made to myself when I went for a walk today was that if you 
go through what the League Cup has been called over the years, it shows a sort of deterioration of society. So first it was like the milk cup. That's something like really positive. And then it was like... It was like, I can't remember Coca-Cola the exact... Coca-Cola cup. Oh, there was the Coca-Cola Rumblos. cup. There was Rumblos. Rumblos is okay as a business. Then you've got Coca-Cola cup. Mm, Coca-Cola. Mm. Then you've got Worthington's. Carling. Carling's worse than Worthington's. Yeah. Now you've got <laughs> Capital One, the finance industry. It's the Ooh. deterioration of society. Yeah. Um, One more thing we should probably talk about is on. Manu. Oh, yeah. Did shit. You? Right. Okay. Um, tomorrow night... I don't know when you're listening to this, but tomorrow night, as in Wednesday the 4th, uh, we're playing Man United. Quick uh, predictions. We're playing them at home. Of Carrick's out, and I think is Van Persie out as well? Probably. I'm not sure. It'll still be Rooney and Falcao probably up front. Yeah. I, against all my better judgment, think we're going to win 2-1. Interesting. Dave? I th- Similarly, with no good reason, I think positively we will win. Well, no, we're going to draw. We're going to draw. <laughs> it's going to be 1-1. Rooney okay. will score. Well, Rooney will score, but Rooney will score in Seasay will score. Last two fixtures we've had against them at St. James's Park, they won 3-0 and 4-0. <laughs> um, but they're shite at the minute. They are shite, but they're also fourth. Yeah, and do they're not keep shite. getting resu- they're not results. Shite. The way they play is. I mean, the way their results doesn't, doesn't make sense. Doesn't, doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah. make sense. Doesn't it's matter. Odd, but they do keep getting results. I don't fancy our defence when Fellaini's chucked up for the last eighty yeah. minutes, yeah. Yeah. as he seems to be at the minute. Okay, I'm going to predict. What am I going to predict? I didn't even. What, I did, what did we predict last for the Villa game? Shit! I, I said one all. I, I said one nil. I think you did yep. to us. Yeah. Oh, well done, Dave. We're getting Thanks. one white a week between um, us. I'm going to say that we are going to lose against Manchester United 2-0. And sorry, lads, if you're listening. Sorry for the, uh, not having the faith there. I know the squad traditionally listened to the Natter on the way to the match. <laughs> sorry. But, um, still, do your utmost. Okay, that brings us to the end of the podcast thank you for listening oh um we don't have a theme tune send us a message on twitter suggest a theme tune i don't know what the right situation is but like at least just suggest a theme tune perhaps even write one yourself and we can we've get also the helmet it'll be fine yeah. we've also had lots of um we've had lots of uh, people telling us where they're listening from uh as I said, we got as far as New Zealand. I sense that might be as far away as we're going to get. So does anyone listen to this podcast from Newcastle? <laughs> Tweet us if you are the closest person to St. James's Park. Please tweet us um, if you actually listen to this from Newcastle upon Tyne. We'd love to know. Um, but doesn't it show the reach of this great football club that we all love so dear. And what a wonderful note to end on. Uh, my name is Fergus <laughs> Craig. had a breakdown. <laughs> I thought that was a good thing, wasn't it? That was, yeah. I thought that was all quite right. good yeah. broadca- broadcasting skills. <laughs> it's very good. Thanks. Well, you, you changed your tone. You just said a I had good a breakdown. breakdown. Yeah. Okay. All right. network. Okay. I think everyone's taking their earphones out of their iPhones as we speak. But... Um, Thank you and good night from myself, Fergus Craig, Paul Doolan. Good night. And Dave Watson. See you later. Bye.
This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.